Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. May you receive all the honor and all the glory. We now get into your holy word, and I pray, Father, that we would approach it as such holy. We would have reverence for you in all things. And I thank you, Father, because you're good and you're faithful and you love your people and you want to speak and you want to challenge and you want to convict and you want to encourage and you want to bless. I pray, Father, that today in the name of the Lord Jesus, that, Father, we would have a special encounter with you. God, do your good work in each and every one of us, Lord. I pray, Father, also your anointing, Lord, in a way in my life that you would help me to communicate what it is that you've given to your church. Father, may we receive it all well in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let me begin this way. Did you know that there are many countries where people cannot express their faith? Did you know that there are many countries where people can't simply grab a Bible and pick it up and read it? They don't have access. It's not allowed. It's not permitted. It's not tolerated, if you will. Yet, we have access to God's holy word, whether we can download it or we can have a physical book and we can open it. But we don't always treat it with such reverence. We don't always recognize that this is from God to us. We don't always treat it in that way. See, in America, we have become accustomed to the freedom of speech and the freedom of expression. Right? I can say what I want, and you can't tell me anything. I can say it when I want, and you can't say anything. But let me ask you a question. What if somebody were to stand right in front of you face to face and say, you can no longer say the name of Jesus ever? What would you do? How would you respond to that? Somebody approached you. Come on, somebody. Hey. We said, oh, well, well, I'm just going to keep Jesus to myself, and I'm just, I'll just stay quiet. I mean, they don't want me to say anything, so I'm, just, I'm just going to stay quiet. Is that how we will respond if somebody comes and says, you can never say the name of Jesus ever again? Or will there be some type of righteous, holy anger that comes inside of you and says, you're not going to stop me from saying the name of Jesus. There are so many people in so many countries that are willing to die for their faith because you will never shut me up from saying the name of Jesus. You ain't going to stop me. You can't stop me. You won't stop me. Because, just as I had mentioned earlier, when, when he pulls you out of the pits, come on somebody, and puts your feet on solid ground, listen, there ain't nobody in hell that can deny what God has done in your life because you know you ain't who you used to be. The freedom that you have experienced, there's no way you can deny it. You know you used to be locked up. Spiritually speaking. But when he broke chains in your life and he freed you, who's going to shut your mouth from saying Jesus? Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. 
know, in the book of Acts, we see the very first church. We see the way that God designed it, you know, and, and just so that we're clear, church gathering, all of this, this is not man-made. When I hear people say such things, I'm like, okay, obviously you've never read the Bible. Because for thousands of years, like, it's, it's all there. And so when you read the book of Acts, you see the very first church. And you see their passion. And you see their boldness. You see their love for God. You see their love for one another. You see all that God is, was doing. In the book of Acts chapter 2, we see the disciples seeking God. And as they seek God, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. In chapter 3 of the book of Acts, we see Peter and John, right? Jesus is ascended into heaven, and so it's them, and they're trying to figure out the message, and they're trying to live out the gospel, and they're trying to walk it out. Well, they're headed over to the temple, and they're going to go pray. And as they're doing that, there's a homeless man who is standing at the gate. Not only is he homeless, but he's also lame. He cannot walk. He's placed there every day. He puts out his hand, and he begs for money. Peter and John are walking, walking right up. And we're talking about Peter, okay? We're talking about Peter that always got asking the most interesting questions to Jesus. We're talking about Peter that denied Jesus three times and Jesus forgives him. We're talking about Peter, right? The Peter who Jesus asked to walk on water and then he began to sink because he stopped. He kept, we're talking about Peter, okay? This Peter, God, if God can use Peter, God can use anybody, all right? So we got Peter and John, and they're walking up to the gate, and they see the man, and he's got his hand out. And they tell him, silver and gold we do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get up and walk. The man is 40 years old at this time. He gets up and walks. It's a huge miracle. He begins to praise God. This happens for several days. It's this tremendous moment that happens. It's this celebration. Everybody's like, I know that, brother. I've seen him for years. He's always been lame, and now he's up walking. How could this possibly be? And Peter and John aren't taking the credit. Oh, yeah, like we're so awesome. Look what we did. Now look at that. No, they're pointing to God. God is getting all the glory. All of this here is taking place. So in chapter 4, of the book of Acts, the religious leaders hear about what happened. So what do they do? They arrest Peter and John. They arrest them. More so it seems like to call a meeting, but they've arrested them. And what they tell them, once they've arrested them, they say this. Listen, listen. I order you to never, ever speak the name of Jesus. That's what they asked them. As they're chained up, would you never, ever no, 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 would you? Never, ever speak the name of Jesus. And Peter and John are kind of like, hmm, okay. So this is what's on the table. Should we obey God or should we obey you? That's the question that they ask. That's literally their response when they have been ordered to never say the name of Jesus. I'm wondering if there are believers who are willing to say, will I obey God or will I obey you? When culture and society wants to suppress what God is doing in your life, when culture and society wants to, wants to, wants to turn you off, wants you to shut down, wants you to conform to what they're doing, will you say, I will not shut up from saying the name of Jesus? Come on, church. Will we be bold about our faith? 
I want you to see what happens here in the book of Acts chapter 4. We're going to read verses 23, 24, and then we're going to skip over to 31. We're going to look at some of those verses a little later in between. But it says this, when they were released, because they were released, they were told, you never speak the name of Jesus again. They went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they had heard it, they lifted up their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in it. And they go on, they go on into this prayer. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. With boldness. They had been ordered to never do this. They had been arrested and ordered to never do this. And they pray, they get with their people, and they say, we, we, in Jesus' name, we ain't going to shut up. In Jesus' name, you ain't about to hold me back from saying, Jesus, Jesus has done too much for me. I'm wondering if there are some people that will recognize how much Jesus has done for you. And if he's done it for you, and he's doing it for you, he's going to continue to do it for you, and I ain't going to shut up. I ain't going to close my mouth. See, what we're talking about here this morning really has to do with the center of revival. Listen, God has done some major things in each and every one of us. We all got a story. We all got a journey. Things that God has saved us from, set us free from. Things that God has shaped us and molded us and led us across this process of sanctification. But it's, it's coming to a place of now, from this point of where I'm at, God, I want more. And God, I want to be used by you. See, the center of revival, and I believe revival spreads, is if my brother is willing to allow God to work in him in such a way that it will spread to my brother and it will work in such a way and that we will grow. Because when I see your faith and you see my faith and together we're going to increase and grow together in Jesus' name. So what I want to tell you is this. The center of revival is the empowerment of Holy Spirit in each believer. You know, empowerment, right? I mean, don't look at me for muscles. <laughs> it was a rough week at the gym. <laughs> but the empowerment of Holy Spirit in each believer. Right? It's something that happens when you do not give up on seeking God. Some of us, well, I sought God last Sunday. It was awesome. But Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday... No one knocked on that door. It's, it's this continual pursuing. I'm not going to stop pursuing him. I'm not going to stop chasing God. I want more of God in my life. Psalms chapter 42 verse 1, it says this, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. You can imagine the psalmist, right? He gives us this illustration as a deer. You can imagine an animal, right? They're searching for the next the next place where they can get a drink of water, right? Their next meal. They're looking for that. And so he uses that illustration as this animal looking. And, and in that same way, would it be for us, man, I, God, I want more. God, I had. Woo, it was awesome. I felt your presence, but God, I want more. God, I, I'm looking. Would you give me more because I want more. God, I need more. I want more. I want more of you in my life. Not being comfortable or satisfied. That's enough. Woo, I had a lot of Jesus. That's enough. I better get out. You know, let me take a break for a little while. But we have this need for the presence of God. You know, it happens so often along the way. You know, we don't, 
we don't, it seems like we don't see anything happening or we, we've asked for something and it's just, I don't know, it just seems like it's taking, what God, where is he, where is he at? What's going on? So we doubt. So we begin to doubt. Or there's somebody who does not like what we're doing. It just seems like they think that we're doing too much with Jesus. Like you're being way too much Jesus, you need to just turn that down. And we feel persecuted. And we think, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I should turn Jesus down a little bit. I mean, maybe, maybe that's, that's what it is. Or we experience something else, some other type of temporary satisfaction. And because of that, we're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not really. And we miss out on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit because we give up on seeking God. We give up on being consistent. And I'm telling you about this journey with the Lord. It is so much about being consistent. Listen, we need to run this race to win, run this race to persevere. It's not like, oh, man, that was good. I took a couple of steps. It was great. Now let me go try something else. It's the consistency that God blesses. It's, it's, It's the dedication. It's the perseverance. It's being met with roadblocks along the way. But I went right over that thing, and I kept going in Jesus' name. Because I know my Father is with me. I know His Spirit is with me. And when I overcome, I got a new story to glorify His name. So what is the empowerment, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to live boldly for Christ? See, God wants to come and dwell on the inside. He wants to come and work in your life in such a way that the What it produces is you living boldly for him. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says this, And when they had prayed, and the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. With boldness. Would somebody say with boldness? Right. I know some of us, we can sometimes view this and say, well, that's for some people. But aren't me? No, for you too. For you too, I want you to understand this. For you too, I want you to know that there are going to be moments in your job, in your workplace, where the Holy Spirit is just going to begin to whisper in your ear, just going to begin to work in your ear. You're going to be at your school, wherever you're at. And he's going to say, you see that person over there, they're hurting. The truth is, in every space we enter, there are people that are hurting. There are people that need hope and healing in every space. They can pretend on the outside they got it all together. But inside, they are hurting. And the Holy Spirit is sending you. And he's going to put you there. He's going to whisper in your ear. And you're going to have the choice. You'll say, well, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? The Holy Spirit will give it to you. See, you're just going to show up in the moment and you're going to say just, hey, how are you doing? You're going to say, is there, is, there, is there anything, you know, I'm a Christian, and I believe in the power of prayer. Is there anything that I can pray for you about? They might say no and shut you down. Fine. Fine. But if they say yes, you have permission. You have permission to call down heaven. You have permission to believe for God. See, God wants to work miracles in and through you. What, what we need is the empowerment of the whole. We need a fresh outpouring of his spirit in our lives. This is what he wants to do. He wants to come and meet you in that moment. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be an increase of you hearing his voice, recognizing his voice, and you're all going to have the option 
to obey his voice. In the obedience of that moment, you don't even have to say, well, pastor, what am I going to pray? I don't even know what to pray. What do you mean? Call down heaven? What does that mean? Just open your mouth. The Holy Spirit will pray over them. All you're going to do is say a few words and God will touch them. He'll do the rest. You don't have to go in there. Well, I got my prayer all written down in case someone asks me. Don't even worry about that part. Just open your mouth. Just be obedient to the moments. Just be obedient. You know, the world wants to suppress your walk with God. You realize that, right? They want to suppress your walk with God. They want you to tone it down. You ever been driving in the car with somebody? Your, your song comes on, your jam comes on, you're like, I'm going to turn that up. You ever sit down next to somebody else and they're like, ooh, let me turn that down. I'm like, don't touch my radio. <laughs> the world wants you to turn down Jesus. But you're telling them, you ain't touching my, my radio. I'm turning Jesus up in Jesus' name. You're not going to minimize what God has done in my life. The early church was so empowered by the Holy Spirit, and they lived boldly for Christ. And I think one of the things that they really understood is God's will. They understood the will of God. And for us, this really comes to the place of us seeking God and understanding that God wants to pour out his spirit. God is not at a place where he's like saying, hmm, I'm not going to give them my spirit. No, he's looking for individuals who will ask. You know what the Bible says? You have not because you ask not. What you need to be asking for is for a fresh outpouring of his spirit. I'm great. I'm glad that it was awesome in those days. But I'm telling you what he wants to do in these days. And in these days, he wants to pour out his spirit again on all flesh and again. And once he does that, does that he's going to want to do it again and again and again. Because he wants you walking by his spirit and in his spirits. Brothers and sisters, we are called to live boldly for Christ Jesus. In Proverbs chapter 8, excuse me, 28, verse 1, it says this, The wicked run when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. You know, I seen a social media meme not too long ago where somebody says that, you know, they were getting ready to work out, and so they thought, well, you know, the best place for me to begin to work out is I'm going to start jogging. So they got their jogging shoes on, and they got their shorts, they were getting ready, and then they opened up their Bible, and they saw this verse, and it says, the wicked run when no one is chasing them. They said, oh, that's it. I guess I'm not working out. <laughs> I'm running, <laughs> and ain't nobody behind me, so I'm not trying to be wicked. But I want us to look at the other side of this, okay? But the godly are as bold as lions, right? I didn't say bold as a kitty cat, but bold as a lion because you're not ashamed and no one's going to make you turn it down and no one's going to tell you you have to fit into this box. No one's going to tell you that you're limited to this, that you can only say the name of Jesus when you go to church on Sundays and that's it. You're limited. No. All seven days, every day, if I want to say Jesus, I'm going to say Jesus. And I want to be the biggest reflection of who he is. Again, if he's pulled you out of the pits, you got a story to tell. If he's really saved you, if he's really set you free, if he's really done something in your life, you know. 
because it no longer is, it has nothing to do with a religious thing. It's not a religion thing. It is a God-touching humanity thing. It is, it is something indescribable, undeniable, and I will not keep quiet about it. So I ask you, church, do you want to live for Christ? Do you want to be bold? Do you know the devil wants you to doubt? Do you know the devil wants you to give up? The empowerment of the Holy Spirit is best understood, I think, when we understand more of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 26, it says this, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. See, the Holy Spirit can be understood as a helper and the best kind of help. You know, you got somebody, you got somebody in your life that's really got your back. That's awesome. You got somebody that shows up when you really need them to be there. The Holy Spirit is a hundred times better than any type of help loving like that. See, the Holy Spirit not only shows up when you need help, but the Holy Spirit is also there when you're just walking it out every day. The Holy Spirit is there to speak to you, to remind you, to minister to you, to say, listen, listen, you're God's child. Listen, listen, God is with you. Listen, listen, I don't want you to forget if God is with you, then who can be against you? The Holy Spirit will be there to speak to you. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 26, the Bible says this, Likewise, the Spirit, see the capital S? Likewise, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. For we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. See, what you need to know about the Holy Spirit is he's also an intercessor. He says, listen, hold up, I got this. I got your back. I'm going to see you through. I'll fight for you. I'll cry out to God on your behalf. He's somebody who seeks your welfare. Honestly, honestly, the Holy Spirit is the best part of the Christian walk. Because he will, he's there every day. Sometimes to bring, bring some conviction because we've kind of gone off track a little bit. And, and sometimes just encouragement to speak life and remind you of the goodness of God in your life. And as the devil's trying to tempt you or distract you or hinder you, the Holy Spirit's like, keep your eyes on Jesus. We're going to get through this. The Holy Spirit shows up in these ways. The best part of the Christian walk, counselor, helper. He'll bring things back to your memories and intercessor, allowing you and putting you in position so that you can be bold for Christ. And the truth is, many of us or all of us at one point in our life have said, you know what, I think I'd, li I'd, like, I'd like to be more bold for Christ. <sighs> Man, I just, I see how they do. I, I would like to be a little bit more, I'd like to be more bold for Christ. For one reason or another, something's gotten in the way. But church, it is time to be bold for Jesus. It's time. All you have to do is turn on the news, look at the signs and the times, look at the hour, look at the things going around. You know, we've been talking a lot about justification and God justifying you. We've been talking about sanctification and this development and discipleship process as we change and we grow and God leads us along this process. We talked about how believers can halt this process of sanctification. We've, we've, we've talked about those things, but I'm telling you, as you look at the world and the things around us, it's time for the church not to be silent, but for the church to be bold. The church to come alive. The church to walk in power. See, I want to encourage each and every one of you today. Would you seek God and then would you seek him some more?
The Bible says that if you seek him, you'll find him. If you'll just knock, he'll open. Well, I remember knocking one time and he opened. Great. But I'm talking about knocking every single day. I'm talking about walking in communion with him every day. Walking in a, a fresh outpouring of his spirit in your life. This, this outpouring that God wants to do. Do you know what it's like to be so close to something? but just kind of missing it. I mean, you're just like right there. I believe in God's church worldwide that God is doing a brand new thing, that there is a fresh outpouring over his church, over the world. And I want our church in with the same things of what God is doing, that there would be a fresh outpouring of his spirit in each believer because God is wanting to stir our hearts, stir our hearts, stir our hearts. So that we would walk in what he has for us. And it doesn't matter if today is your first day in church or you're new to God or new to church, whatever it is. There is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit waiting for you. You know, I want you to understand this. Our God, our Heavenly Father, you know, there's Father, there's Son, there's Holy Spirit. Each of them are equally God, right? We've talked about this. But our God, he's a good father. You should understand that. Whatever your earthly dad experience has been, I want you to know that he is a perfect father. A father that loves you, sees you, knows you, and wants the best for you. A father that no matter how many times you have been unfaithful to him, he remains faithful to you and his arms are wide open. He says, my child, there is room for you in my arms. He is a good, good father. No matter how many times we've blown it, completely made a mess of the situation. He's a father that says, my child, listen, listen. I know what happened. Come home. Come home. In the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 13, he says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly, well, the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So what I'm wondering today is if you'll pray with me today, if you'll pray with me tomorrow, and you'll pray with me the next day, Heavenly Father, I want a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my life. Will you pray that? Will you pray it today? I want a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Will you pray it tomorrow morning? I want a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Will you pray it the next day? I want a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Will you do this until you feel the presence of God? Will you do this until there's an outpouring in your life? Will you, be, will you do it till you feel the empowerment of the Spirit? Will you not give up? How many people run the race all the way and they stop before the finish line? The enemy wants them to give up. The enemy wants us to throw in the towel. Not us. Not us. Again, what would you do if you were asked to never speak the name of Jesus? You know, the disciples in the midst of persecution, they did not run and hide. You ever play hide and seek? The idea is finding the best hiding place so that no one could ever find you. And that's not what they did. They did not go run and hide. Wow. 
They want to arrest us. Wow. They want to persecute us. Wow. Let me go find a hole and live there so that they never, ever find me again. That's not what they did. This is the very first church. I want you to see what it says here in the book of Acts, chapter 4, and verses 29. We're going to look at 29. We're going to look at 30 and go back into 31. But I want you to see what it says. And now, Lord, remember this is part of their prayer. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. You see 24, just stop here for a moment. It says, God, look at their threats. Look at what they're trying to do. Look at God, it's going to get worse. Look what they're saying about us. God, would you please hide us? God, would you please go put us in a hole somewhere so that they can never find us again? God, their threats are too much. Is that what they pray? He literally says, grant your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. God, they're trying to turn me down. God, don't let them. Don't let them turn me down. Verse 30, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through Jesus, the name of your holy servant, Jesus. In verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Will you pray for boldness? Will you pray and ask God for signs and wonders? See, God empowered them, and he wants to empower us. He wants to release his power in our life, not for selfish gain. So you say, look at me, look how awesome I have. You know, I pray on people and they're, you know, and they're just, just healed instantly. No, but for his glory. This is never about us. I tell you, I always tell people too, don't even call this Pastor Jack's church. This is Mosaic Life Church and Jesus is the head of the church. It's true. I get to be the lead pastor. This is my role in the church. It's absolutely true. But it's his house. And so no matter where God places you, what space you enter into, what happens in your life, would you represent Jesus? And would his spirit come over you? Not for your selfish gain so that you look like a superstar, but for his glory. You see, the center of revival is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in each believer's life. I want this for all of us, but it first has to happen in each of us. And I don't want us to give up. Today is not a day to give up. Today is not a day to throw in the towel. Today is a day to draw closer to God than you ever have before. Because I'm telling you, church, the best is yet to come. That is not just a nice saying. I believe God is doing a work. He is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And I believe that God wants to do that now in each of us. So my challenge for you is this. And we're going to pray and close the way that I mentioned to you. I want you to just, here's the challenge. Would you pray, Holy Spirit, empower me to live boldly and represent you well in every space I enter. Join me in prayer, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Father, for your word, your holy, holy word. I thank you, Lord, for that first church in the book of Acts, Lord. I thank you, Father, for the way that they were willing to live in the midst of persecution. Father, in here, we, we just, in America, we just got it too good, Lord. We can say what we want, when we want, and certainly there are people trying to turn us down from saying the name of Jesus, Lord, but I pray, God, that would not be so. 
and the sense, God, that we would be willing to step out and be bold and be unashamed, truly live for you. Allow your glory to be reflected in and through us, God, not so that we would look awesome, but so that you would look awesome. Let us make you famous. May we bring all the honor and the glory to your name. So I pray, Father, that together we would all pray for a fresh outpouring of your spirit, Father, that we would represent you well in every space we enter in Jesus' name. Bless your house. Strengthen your house. Work, Father, and the newest person in the faith, Lord, to the one that's been walking with you for 50 years, Lord. Work in each of us. With that being said, is there anybody here that the truth is today you haven't been walking right with the Lord and but you'd like to give your life to the Lord, you recognize that the Father sent His Son and his, the Son died on the cross. And the idea is that when His blood was spilt, He would become your atonement. He would pay the price for your sins and you would be forgiven. And if there's anybody here today, you say, you know what, I believe in that. And I want to ask God to forgive me. I want to begin a relationship with God. I want to become a Christian. I want to truly walk this out. If that's you, would you quickly just raise up your hand? Let me just see your hand quickly and see it. Thank you, I see your hand. Anybody, I see your hand. Anybody else? Thank you, I see your hand. Very proud of you. I thank you, I see your hand. Four of us today. Anybody else? Anybody else? Heavenly Father, would you forgive us? Forgive us for our sin. Forgive us for our mistake. You know all the wrong things we've done. God, you know every space, every time we turned our back, Lord, every time we said something that came out of our mouth that was just not right, Lord, you know every time, Lord, that we thought what we shouldn't have been thinking, we watched what we shouldn't have been watching, God, every time, Lord, that we did what we should, God, it was wrong, and today we come before you and we confess it, we say, God, forgive us, and in that same way, we say, God, we also repent, we don't want to live that way anymore. We want to leave, leave that old way behind us, and we want to walk into a brand new relationship with you. We believe, Father, that you sent your son Jesus to pay the price on the cross to pay for our sin. And that when we put our hope and our faith in Jesus, we can be forgiven, so he becomes Savior to us. And in that same way, we're also willing to submit to him and in, in every area, meaning we'll do it his way. And if we're willing to do it his way, he also becomes Lord. So he's Savior and Lord. And today we come to that place, Father, and we repent. Please forgive us. Help us, God, to walk this out. Help us. Grab us by the hand, Jesus. And would you be with each and every one of us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hey, Pastor Jack here. I hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed by it. If you did have any questions or prayer requests or wanted to connect with us further, I did want to share with you our email address. You can certainly find more information about us at mosaiconline.org. If it's in Spanish, mosaiconline.org slash ES. Um, but you can also email us here. You can email us at helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. That's helpdesk, H-E-L-P-D-E-S-K, helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. And you can send your message to us right there. We'd love to connect with you. That messages will get forwarded over to me and our team, our pastors, our staff, and we would love to help you and pray with you and come alongside you. God bless you.